Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. In this week's AgCast, Jacob Davis, Executive Director of the Alabama Peanut Producers Association, has a conversation with Carl Sanders, who's the current president of the Alabama Peanut Producers Association. And in our wrap-up, Carla Hornady gives us a report on how Alabama's corn, cotton, and soybean crops are faring as summer winds down. Welcome, Carl. Good morning, Jacob. Nice to be with you. Uh, well, Carl, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your family, and, and your operation. Well, I've been farming really all my adult life, just 47 years now, and actually raised on a peanut farm. So I've been on a peanut farm my whole life with my wife for 48 years now and our six children and 12 grandchildren. And I always like to say that 2014 was our best crop. We had three grandkids born that year. <laughs> I understand. That, that sounds like a good year. Well, uh, speaking of crops, how's your peanut crop looking this year? Our, our crop looks good. We could use a general rain, but, but we're in pretty good shape. We're on track to uh, harvest in late September and looks like a decent crop. Nothing to brag about. Well, we know you have peanuts on your farm there. What other enterprises do you have? Well, we raise cotton and corn, and then we raise oats and cattle. And of course, we have timber. And so we have a pretty diversified farm. Good. You've been president of APPA for several years now. What are some of the association's accomplishments during your tenure that you are most proud of? Well, the first thing we've done is been able to survive the farm bills during this time. And that's always a fight. Every five years, we have to reauthorize a farm bill and, and we've been able to have input and try to get a program that works well for our producers. We have helped along with the National Peanut Board to increase consumption of peanuts in the U.S. It's up to 7.9 pounds, and we're hoping to get it up to 8 soon. We're helping with allergy research and early introduction of peanut products to, to kids. And, of course, we do a lot of investing in research, and the research is really what kept our producers in business through increased yields. And we have participated and actually started a breeding program at Auburn and we're excited about the new varieties that are have already come out of that program and will in the future with Dr. Chen. So we've been busy. We work hard for the producers of the state. Absolutely. Uh, I've been real impressed with uh, Dr. Charles Chen's work and and you know that that plant breeding is some tedious work and and he's good at it and uh, AU-17 is one of the more, more popular varieties that he's been able to produce. And uh, But research has been a, a key factor. You know, when uh, commodity prices don't go up, the only way farmers can stay in business is increase yields. And, and research has definitely been key in, in that. APPA has 15 peanut farmers. 
that serve on the board of directors and guide the work of the association. Most of those directors have been on the board for several years. How would you describe the working relationship among the board members? We do have a wonderful board. It's all active peanut farmers from throughout the peanut belt in Alabama. And our board has input in all decisions that are made from budgets to programs. And each board member attends and helps at different functions throughout the year. We just have a great board. And I'm really honored to be able to work with them. Well, I would agree. Uh, it has been a joy getting to know them and work with them these past uh, three plus years uh, in my role and has been definitely my honor to work with them. A lot of wisdom in the room when the board meets. A lot of wisdom. So let's take a brief pause for a message from our sponsor. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit, and while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. Carl, as we come back from the break, we were discussing the good work and relationship of our directors. How will relationships come into play with the impending reauthorization of the Farm Bill? Yes, and it's all about relationships and how well we can work with other people. And it certainly starts with our board and moves on to the other organizations in other states, other peanut organizations, and other general farm organizations. And then all the way to Washington to our congressmen and senators and their staffs. It's so important to get to know these people and we we put a lot of effort into it to work with them, try to get them to understand the problems and the, and the issues that farmers are facing out here. And we have been reasonably successful with this in the past and hope to be again this time. Yeah, I think uh, years ago, one of the, the best moves that was made by my predecessor is uh, the formation of the Southern Peanut Farmers Federation. Having uh, initially that was Alabama, Georgia, and Florida that started uh, that uh, organization where we could align our efforts to, to try to educate our congressional delegations on uh, what our farmers' needs are um, and what they're facing. That's right. And uh, I think that uh, that association has been vital uh, to the success that the peanut industry has had uh, negotiating those uh, peanut programs in the farm bill in the past. Certainly, when we can go to Washington as a united front, first we start with the Southeast and then we try to involve the Southwest area and the Virginia Carolina area. And if we can all come to agreement, we can influence what happens in Washington and we've been reasonably successful. Amen. And it's uh, uh, it's good that we do have good re working relationships with uh, other uh, checkoff organizations in, in all of those states. You know, we we go to peanut meetings where all of them are uh, 
participate in the end so that we can have those good working relationships for when we need to work on something as a joint project like the Farm Bill. So we've participated in a couple of Farm Bill listening sessions so far. What would you say peanut farmers are looking for in the next Farm Bill? Well, especially since this year when costs have just gone through the roof, farmers are hoping to get an increase in their efforts price. If we could do that, that would help considerably. And probably the loan rate will probably stay the same, but a reference price increase would help with these increased costs that we're facing. Absolutely. You know, um, the current reference price is $535 and, um, you know, Stanley's uh, projected cost of growing this crop uh, when he re revealed that uh, at our winter meeting, Southern Peanut Farmers winter meeting uh, was over $650 a ton uh, on average. And with a reference price of $535 a ton, you know, that doesn't that doesn't stack up well. So uh, I think that that's foremost on our farmers' minds is is we need to get that reference price more aligned with cost of production and current value. We do, yes. So we have another peanut referendum in the spring of 2023. We received a 95% a approval in the 2020 referendum. What are your thoughts on why producers should support continuing the peanut checkoff? Well, the Alabama Peanut Producers Association, of course, was formed in 1957. And we have a referendum every three years on whether to continue. And of course, we have, we have worked hard as an organization to advocate for our farmers and we provide research money to our experiment stations and we have been able to increase yields because of this research and we have also helped start the peanut breeding program that we have and we have worked hard on increasing consumption we have done a lot for the peanut growers i think that peanut growers are much better off than they would be without an organization I think it's a wise investment, our $2.50 a ton checkoff money. Well, too, and, and I would say, too, the educational efforts that the staff make uh, on trying to get the, the mo most recent information from our researchers into the farmer's hands, um, I think there's a lot of value in that, too. And, and the hosting of the grower production meetings, too to get those researchers in front of our farmers and to let them interact with them, to have an opportunity to, to have that one-on-one -on -one relationship so they feel comfortable uh, calling them when they have a question uh, on their farm that, that could impact their operation. Uh, I, I think that's real important too. Well, Carl, I appreciate the time you commit representing our peanut producers across the state. Your perspective has been invaluable to me since I came on board. So thank you for being with us today. Well, thank you, Jacob, and thank our staff here at our association. 
most people don't see the day-to-day workings. I see it pretty often, and we have a really good staff that's working hard for our growers, and they are constantly promoting peanuts and thinking peanuts and just doing an outstanding job. We appreciate what y'all do. Well, I do have uh, three great ladies that work with me. They do an awesome job, and and all four of us wake up every day thinking about peanuts and our farmers and, and what we can do to, to better support them. So thank you for that. And to our audience, thank you for joining us for this week's AgCast. And now, your weekly AgCast wrap-up. Welcome to this week's AgCast wrap-up. This is Carla Hornady, Commodity Director at the Alabama Farmers Federation. The corn, cotton, and soybean crops across the state are highly varied. Parts of the state have been affected by drought and heat, while others have received rain at the right time. This is very evident in corn. Harvest began a couple of weeks ago, and we are hearing that bushels range from 50 an acre to over 200. It's a year where corn yields vary greatly from field to field and county to county. Cotton and soybean producers were looking at promising crops, but now the rains seem to have set in, and many are looking for sunshine. Dr. Steve Brown, Extension Cotton Agronomist, is reporting that the persisting rain events, high humidity, and overcast conditions are taking a toll on the cotton crop. Cotton is not alone. We are also hearing that soybeans are beginning to show rot due to the persisting rain and overcast skies. Corn harvest has also been halted in many areas. We need the right weather mix of rain and sun to finish this crop without affecting the yields and grades of cotton and soybeans. Thanks for joining us. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast. Alabama AgCast.